Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. We're doing a special mini episode this week because we got not one, but two PSVR 2s. Our podcast is brought to you by Asterion Products. They're a leader in the VR and AR accessories realm. They make VR headset stands, headphone stands, mats. Check them out on Amazon. And if you use code FULLDIVE10, you get 10% off on us. I'm Jay Bratt. I'm a VR YouTuber and wannabe streamer. <laughs> and I'm Nat Bratt, a VR enthusiast who enjoys having the option to snack while playing VR. For those of you who showed up for the video podcast, you're going to see things look a little different. I'm sitting in a kitchen chair because editor John, our editor and cameraman, is actually over in the PSVR 2 right now, grinding away, trying to get me some better cars in GT7 so I can actually try it. Because the game starts you off freaking in a Prius or a Honda Fit. So he's trying to get some better cars for me to play in. But that's why we're here. We're here to talk about PSVR 2. Nat, you got to try it. What What are your first impressions? How are you feeling about the headset? At the beginning, it was really exciting. So I hopped into Horizon. It was pretty awesome. The graphics looked amazing. One of the things that I was really excited about, the two things, is it gets dark. When, it's, when the screen goes black, it is black. It is dark. It feels like you're in a cave, which I really appreciate. The facial interface really blocks out everything so you're fully immersed and i also really liked that i feel like you could actually feel the scale of things like big things actually looked really big which i feel like is lacking a lot in some of the other headsets so i was really excited about that we'll start with exciting things and we'll get more into things that we're not as excited about but what were your first impressions so when you first get the psvr2 out of the box it feels like an old friend it feels like you Pick it up. If you have the old PSVR one, it's the same size. It's the same shape. It really feels familiar like that. I was excited because I loved the PSVR one, even with all of its flaws and problems. It was my first real experience in the VR. You get it out and you get it set up and it's pretty intuitive setup. It shows you everything on the screen. It even tells you like how to open the headset, how to get it on your head. They made it really user friendly in that way. And then you get into it and you realize how different it is in the first PSVR. The graphical fidelity is leagues above the fact that we just have analog sticks on the controllers as weird as that sounds to most people who play vr now like that is such a big deal for psvr fans because they never had that on the original ones like like the original vive ones you mentioned the setup mm -hmm. i kind of wanted to talk about that i think they did a really good job with that because i can be kind of ditzy and so i'm like you know, I can I can get confused when trying to set things up and it can take me a lot longer than others. So I feel like they did a really good job making it really intuitive. Like you the only thing was you have to know to turn the headset on, which I did, thankfully. But if you didn't do that at first, you might be like, what? Because it has all the instructions on like your TV screen and then it tells you when to put the headset on. I kept wanting, I kept being like, oh, is it time to put the headset on? Oh, nope, not yet. But they make it really, really clear what to do because they have like on your screen, it says like exactly what to do and shows you like a visual prompt. So that was really nice. So getting into the games, it was really nice to have the analog sticks. It was interesting how different games like, of course, Horizon, I think, used the controllers to their full potential. It has some dual sense stuff going on. And, you know, you're using your grips and things like that. In some of the other games, you're like, like with Resident Evil, you're like pressing X to interact with some things and not others. And that was kind of weird. But that's just, you know, a game that's not that wasn't necessarily built from the ground up for VR. 
So, but yeah, it was very nice to be able to use the analog stick to walk around and not have to do weird workarounds like we had to do with PSVR 1, for sure. Yeah, no more 3D rudders out there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) When I talk about how the PSVR feels like an old friend, it's kind of a good and a bad thing because so many headsets this year that are coming out are now using pancake lenses. And for those Mm -hmm. of you not familiar with the term, old VR headsets use Fresnel lenses, which had these concentric rings in them that would add to like God rays and glare. They were bigger. They needed a bigger screen on the other side. They They were heavier. And the PSVR 2 has continued to use these. But now with new pancake lenses, they're much smaller. They don't have those rings. They're very clear. And they can allow a very small screen on the other side that it magnifies up bigger and makes things just look really nice and clear. And so the Quest 2 still has Fresnel lenses. So if you're used to using that, that's what you're using. But it looks like the Quest 3 that's coming out this year is going to have pancake. The Quest Pro had pancake. The new big screen headset had pancake. So I'm worried that PSVR 2 and its lenses, its optics are going to, it's going to feel a little dated quickly, but that was Mm -hmm. always kind of PSVR's thing. Even PSVR 1 was kind of behind the times at the time, but it was about the games. Mm -hmm. What have you tried so far that excited you? You know, that's the thing right now. I feel like (laughs) there's not a lot of games available at this time. I... Don't know why they wouldn't have had an Astrobot Rescue Mission 2. That's what everyone wants to freaking play. I want a game that's fun. And I know a lot of people are looking for like those really involved games like Resident Evil and things like that, but or Horizon. I just want to play something fun. I don't want to play a game where I have to like go find crap and like, you know, figure out little side quests and stuff. I just want to have fun and be happy. I I guess partially it's just because I played, I did a run through again of Astrobot Rescue Mission very recently before we got the PSVR 2 in. And it was so much fun that I just wanted more of that. And then it's like, okay, now we just come into this and I feel like we need a VR world like PSVR 1 had. And we just don't have anything like that for PSVR 2. There's nothing that's like showcasing all of the exciting things that PSVR 2 has. And it just kind of takes, you don't have that magic that you had when you first got the PSVR 1. Even though there weren't a lot of games, the VR worlds had all these different like demos and stuff that you could do. It's fun. Like we would have parties where we'd have people come over and try out like the, the shark experience. And it was super fun. Or you have like Astro's Playroom where you you're playing with some people or one person in VR and other people not. And it just was a great experience. And this is like, okay, it's nice because it's playing on the, it's playing on the TV. So you can still have people like interacting and it feels like more of an experience with others than with other headsets. But it still is just, I feel like it's lacking that magic that we had with the PSVR one. I have to agree there and confirm something about the PSVR one was such a revolutionary piece of tech that they felt like, okay, we really have to have a showcase just like other new gaming systems that have come out and they drop some sort of demo disc or some sort of game that is going to utilize every feature in there and really show you, oh, wow, this has this like the PSVR one. There was a part where you're smoking a cigar and it's the mic is listening for when you're breathing to then show that light up or show you blowing out the smoke like those little details. Yes, PSVR two has come out and we've got 
Resident Evil 8. We've got Horizon. We've got Gran Turismo. But it needs that one showcase that I'm going to put someone in that's going to show them every little thing about it that it's got. It's got the adaptive triggers. It's got these really good haptics in the controllers. It's got the headset haptics. It's got these really clear screens. It's got eye tracking. There is no single game that I can put someone in that they're going to get to see all of that instantly and realize it's all there. And and why did it not start out with something like that? Some simple demo game just to put people through. That's like, OK, now look and do this and now try this and have them experience all these little things at once and overwhelm them with how many features there are rather than like Horizon. You get in and you're like looking around at the scenery. It's beautiful. And then you get a bow and you kind of notice the triggers, but kind of not. There's no one experience that's tailored to just get you in and show you, oh, wow, what, look at what this does. It's kind of trying to be more of like, a, OK, this is now VR. The VR world's here and you've got all these very serious VR games to play. But where is that one light experience for when I bring a friend over to show them the headset? Another thing I wanted to talk about was although the graphics look really good, there really is a significant Mura that's there. So that's the thing where... Can you explain the Mura? I probably won't explain yeah. it very well. So when we talk about optics and VR headsets, there's a couple of terms that come up that you've probably heard of. And if you haven't, there's screen door effect, which is very common. Basically, if you want to know what screen door effect is, turn your TV on, walk up to your TV so close that you can see the distance in between the pixels. That really happens in VR because you're magnifying those screens in front of you. Mira is another one that comes up that is not so commonly known. It's also pronounced Mura, if some people have heard it that way. and it's a really hard thing to explain because what it is, OLED screens, every single pixel on the screen is never exactly the same level of brightness. It's never perfect. And on a big 75 inch TV from across the room, you're not going to notice that. But when you're up close and you can technically count pixels, you're going to start to see that tiny bit when you're looking at a dark scene. So what it kind of looks like is it kind of looks like this hazy fog, but the mm -hmm. problem is the fog will always stick with your face. If you turn your head, it stays with you. It doesn't stay where the image was. So rather than looking like you're looking at a dark scene, this it starts to look more like there's like a film over your lenses. I feel like it's about the same as it was with PSVR one, which I was surprised about. Mm -hmm. It's very there. And if you're looking like if you look farther away, you don't notice it as much. Or if it's in certain lightings or colors, you don't notice it as much. You really notice it in like gray. You don't notice it as much as you go on. So I, I was disappointed to see that, but I don't feel like it's a make or break mm -hmm. by any means. You can definitely it. It, especially as you go and play more, I'm sure it's something that you won't really notice after a while. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's once you see it, you can't unsee it, but it's not something that we're going to say, oh, the PSVR 2 sucks because of this thing. The <laughs> thing that we're going to keep coming back to in this talk is that it really the games are what matter right now. And so it's tough that there is no one game, because like if I bring someone over to show this headset to, I want to show them the adaptive triggers. So maybe I put them into Pavlov to show them how the trigger can feel different with every gun, whether they have a pistol that has a light trigger pull or whether they have a giant machine gun that has a hard trigger pull. Every trigger is different. And that's really cool that this can do that. Now, if you go back to like a quest where the trigger is just kind of floppy and it doesn't have any sort of haptic feedback in the actual controller, that's not going to feel as good anymore to you. But I just wish there was one experience to show everybody that. Now, mm -hmm. the headset haptics are totally revolutionary. No other headset yes. has ever had that. And that's something I actually tried to make myself years ago by getting headphones that had vibration packs mm. in them that would vibrate when bass hit. And I thought that was so cool now to see it actually in a headset. That is huge. 
Yeah. But it's up to the developers to decide how and when to implement that. And mm-hmm. so far, it's been a little spotty. Like mm-hmm. in Horizon, there were times where I felt like it should have been vibrating and it wasn't. Or like in Pistol Whip, I felt like the vibration was a little later than it should have been when mm-hmm. I got shot in the head. Like it wasn't when I got shot. It was more like when I heard the sound effect of the <laughs> after you've been shot. What games did you notice the haptics in or what did you think of the haptics in the headset? I, I really liked it. I thought it definitely adds to it. It's not necessarily something that's. It's funny because I wouldn't really call it haptics. Mm-hmm. I would call it more, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like a DualShock controller. Like it's there to add to the experience, but it's not there to add to immersion. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's something that's like, oh, something's happening. Um, so you're like, oh man, like I just got shot or like whatever. But it's not like you feel like, oh, I just got shot by a bullet or something like that, which I don't want anyway. You talked in another episode about the like what it's like to actually have a haptic you know vest on that makes you actually feel pain and i don't want that so i like it i think it added to it and just made things more exciting yeah it's another thing that i feel like like the original rumble packs on the n64 at first it feels awkward and it feels a little uncomfortable you're like why is that happening but as i played a lot of thumper that was when it really started to add to it. The mm. implementation in Thumper was really good. Uh, you'd hit a, you'd hit something and you'd feel it, but like the music would crash and you'd feel the shaking. And what is interesting about it is, so like, let's say an explosion happens in a game like Call of Duty and the screen shakes. And in VR, they sometimes try to simulate that. They don't want to make you sick, so they don't do it too intensely. But the screen shakes and it's kind of disorienting in VR. But now if your headset shakes too, and your mm. screen shakes, then it seems right. So that's where it started to really show off to me. Okay, this is the future. It just probably needs a few generations to work out the kinks and really start to feel correct instead of almost distracting. The right. the eye tracking is something that's not exclusive to PSVR, but it is being implemented in a new way. And kind of the same thing here. There's not, I haven't found a game yet that's like, oh, wow, this is how I want to show people. Besides like the actual screen where you calibrate it. That's like kind of the coolest things you get to see how it's how it's following your eyes but eye tracking in horizon it's using foveat rendering to wherever you look it makes the clearest best picture and saves processing power by keeping the vision your peripheral vision blurry because you can't see that well anyways and that's something where it's a cool feature but it's not really something that's going to affect the user in any Mm -hmm. way besides them being like wow this looks really good they're not going to realize that's happening but there are games coming like firewall ultra where you'll actually be able to select a menu item with the eye tracking and like you can choose your which gun you want to by just glancing at it and horizon tried to do that in the menus by letting you gaze instead of like selecting with your thumbstick did you feel like that was gimmicky or was that a nice way to get through the menu i didn't think it was gimmicky it just threw me off because mm-hmm. i realized at first that it was doing that and i kept like i was just like looking at stuff because i'm kind of used to in the quest how you like point at stuff and so i was like what is happening and i was like oh i have to like look (laughs) and Mm -hmm. i'm not used to looking with my eyes i'm used to because some sometimes there's stuff where you look at stuff to select it but you like move your head so i was like my eyes were just going like like and so i wasn't like quite hitting on stuff i'm like so (laughs) it was a little weird but i think it would definitely be cool once you get used to it if more games 
incorporate it that way. Yeah, I think a lot of these things that are revolutionary at first feel weird, but then once Mm -hmm. we get used to them, it will feel correct. You touched on something there that I wanted to bring up. You talked about how when in the menus, you like wanted to like aim to select something. So when we first got the PSVR back in the day, we were used to using a PS4 for everything. So when it came to like time to choose a different game, you press the home button, you navigated to a new game, you pressed X to select the game. And that was just normal. We got the PSVR one and it was still that way. It felt normal. But now having had a quest for so long in other headsets, we've gotten used to like you have a laser pointer coming out from your VR hand and you aim at the menu and you select something. And suddenly I was reminded this harsh reality that PSVR didn't have that. You were still navigating through the menus by using your analog stick or your move controller and pressing a thumb button to choose something. And it kind of felt unintuitive now. It felt like an old UI because I would hop into a menu and I would go to aim with my hand and nothing would happen. I couldn't even see my hand in the menus. (laughs) So these are things that can be updated in software, but it's something that made me realize like, okay, we're still a little behind for this new headset. Something such so simple as that. And that made it feel even weirder in Horizon where you could select stuff with your eyes. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm selecting stuff with my eyes. That's pretty cool once you get used to it. But then you go back to your normal menu and you're selecting stuff with the controllers. And it's like, okay. Like, it just doesn't feel very... I don't know what the word is. Kind of disjointed. Stuff isn't all... Like, with the quest, obviously different games do different things, but everything seems like it works about the same. I feel like it's almost like comparing, like, Apple products to like Android, like Apple products have like everything works the same and that's why they have all their little proprietary stuff because, you know, this is how it all works. And when you're on Android, stuff might not necessarily all be the same. You know what I mean? Like it's stuff feels intuitive and like it's all kind of goes together when you're on the quest and then PSVR, it's like not everything's doing the same thing. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And a good reminder at this point is we've only had this a few days. This is still new to us. There's still a lot we're learning. So we're not going to be going in depth here and saying, you know, a final decision on how we feel about Mm -hmm. PSVR. But we will go more in depth on the next episode, too, when we have Lipnox here, because, of course, Lipnox doesn't have one yet and is going to want to ask a lot of questions here. But we've kind of touched on how the headset feels and what we've seen. We've touched on the menus inside, what that's like, what the controller experience is like. How about the physical controllers themselves? How did you feel about how they felt in your hands, what the tracking rings were like, the wrist straps, all of that? Yeah, it's super weird to put them on for the first time. You're like, what? (laughs) Like you're putting your hand through the ring and you're like what this seems the opposite of what you should be doing and it's like it feels like you have to have a second person out there to like help you put the controllers on and then I liked the controllers once they were on I definitely felt like L1 and L2 and R1 and R2 I feel like are do not make sense because mm-hmm. R1 is like your grip the middle finger button yeah and R2 is like the trigger. Your and index I'm like, finger. but but the trigger is on top. Is mm-hmm. that should I feel like should be one, but whatever. <laughs> so with when you're gripping stuff, you have to like, there's no mechanic where you can just like you grip it and then it stays there in your hand. You have to like continuously press the grip button. Mm-hmm. Not super comfortable. Depending on the game, but yeah. Okay. At least the in re8 that's how that was i was not a huge fan of that and and then when playing pistol whip when i was pressing the trigger my 
hand got fatigued very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I was yeah. not a huge fan of that. <laughs> They're not the most ergonomic of controllers. And it was interesting no. with the grip button because I was really excited when I first demoed it. It's like a hard click. You feel the click. So I was like, oh, I'm going to know whether I'm holding something or not. But you realize in a game like Resident Evil, actually the a real game was after the fall I played. In that, you're like holding two guns, one in each hand, and you're shooting, shooting, shooting. You realize quickly how tired your middle fingers get because I kept mm. dropping my guns over time because mm. they were so tired of squeezing so hard. And some yeah. games will have options to where that's a toggle instead of a, instead of a hold, but that is immersion breaking to me because it's like, yeah. okay, I click it once to hold my gun, and then if I want to drop my gun, I click a button to drop the gun. I'm so used to the Quest or the Oculus Rift even before that. You held the grip button when you were holding an object. You let go of the grip button when you wanted to drop the object. But because it was such a light pull on it, it was so Mm -hmm. easy to hold it. You didn't really notice the fact that you were holding a button down the whole time. And with this, it's like a hard button to press. Yeah. Yeah. It's not terrible, but it is when you have to continue holding it and also press the trigger. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely fatiguing. When you're not holding stuff and like pressing down on that grip button, I feel like it's decently, decently comfortable. So, and my hands are kind of, my hands aren't that small, but they're like smaller than yours for sure. And so I felt like with smaller hands, it might not be as comfortable. Mm-hmm. So, I I think they're definitely not the most ergonomic controllers. They're not bad. Yeah. I mean, compared to PSVR 1, they're probably leaps <laughs> ahead. But I think overall what we're seeing here is Sony took learnings from the PSVR 1 and they improved everything with the PSVR 2. But the mm-hmm. problem that it doesn't seem like they did, they did not look at what Quest 2 has done or what the Valve yeah. Index has done and also learn from that. They only yeah. improve their own product. Right. And, and that's where ultimately, whether we love this headset or not, is really going to come down to what games continue to come out. Because the last thing I wanted to bring up here is if you buy this and like I had like, we had like 300 PSVR original things and a lot of those were free things, whatever, whatever. But like n- almost none of those work. It's yeah. like you are literally starting Starting over in a new ecosystem. It almost feels like you had a PSVR for the last five years and you went and bought a Quest now and you have to rebuy any game you want or you have to pay to get an upgraded version for the PS5. There's a few games that are free, but for the most part, I had to buy every game that I've played on it. And yeah. that also kind of was just a hard pill to swallow for someone who supported the PSVR one so much and so heavily from day one. Right. And I get like it's a way different headset. So like stuff isn't going to just like go onto the PSVR two super (laughs) easily. But yeah, it's it's pretty frustrating. A couple quick things I wanted to talk about, too, with just the headset itself. One thing I was really impressed about is that there wasn't any fogging at all. Even though the facial interface blocks out everything from the outside, it has a vent that you don't see, like no light comes in or anything, but there was no fogging at all, which I was very impressed with. One thing that really annoyed you, I was also annoyed, but not as annoyed, is the lack of volume buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, what headset, I'm trying to think in my, in my head, well, there, were there other headsets that didn't have a volume button and I'm just picking on PSVR 2 for that because I'm so used to the Quest has volume buttons. The PSVR 1 had volume buttons. I guess the, like the PC Oculus? ones typically, I guess the PC yeah. ones didn't always because you had to use the computer to change the volume, right. but it just kills that. me 
that like as you're passing around this PSVR 2 for to friends to have fun with, like you got to go into a menu. It's not just a quick like press a button and find you got to like hit the PlayStation button. You got to go down to the menu. You got to scroll over to sound. You got to click sound. You got to sc scroll down to volume to change the volume. How is there not a volume knob on this freaking headset? Yeah, that drives me crazy. I I'm, do not know. <laughs> how that yeah. happened i'm still excited at the future we're not done yet figuring this out so if you have questions either if you're here on youtube you can of course drop them in the comments or if you join the discord come ask us questions you want to hear and kind of our final thoughts overall conclusion on the psvr2 as it comes but really it's going to come down to games and right now we are in such early days that it's almost hard for me even as i've been trying to review this headset to feel like i've played enough games to come to that conclusion because yeah there's like 40 launch titles but I just don't feel like they're all showing me as much as I need to see of what this headset can do. It's almost like we're in the early adopter days of a PSVR one again, when like that great game like Astrobot hadn't come out yet. And you were just mm -hmm. playing all these experiences. It kind of feels like new VR again, not necessarily like a, a whole gen two. It's, it's a weird spot we're in. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely excited to talk about this more with Lipnox and have mm -hmm. his questions. But yeah, because I'm feeling kind of like I, I've been we both been so excited for so long. Mm -hmm. And then it's feels initially a little like a letdown. So I'm hoping we can get the spark back soon. <laughs> and if you're out there and you just got the PSVR 2 and you've never had a VR headset, you're, you're feeling a whole different perspective than we are. Oh, too. yeah. It is probably absolutely mind blowing and everything is amazing and cool. We've just had so many years of VR and like of these 40 titles that are on the PSVR 2, I think like. 30 of them are out on the quest as well. So like a lot of these games I've already played. And so mm -hmm. it's just not quite capturing me like the original PSVR did, but that that's going to change based on every person's perspective of how they're feeling so far. So that's where, again, come join the Discord. Tell us how you're feeling about it because I would love to hear it. I feel like I've been a little bit of a downer about it so far, and I don't want to feel that way because I was so excited for so long. But yeah. we need other games to test on this and get further into it. For sure. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming out and listening. And uh, remember, if you've been thinking about VR, whether you get a Quest 2 or whether you get a PSVR 2, or you wait for that Quest 3, it's probably finally time to dive on in. Dive on in. Dive on in.